Ah, welcome, welcome. Last time you had to rush off, right? When it was getting to the good part. What did Grandpa Greystone say, right, as we were leaving off? Ah, yes. Let us discuss the future of the kingdom. Well, I wonder what other epic one-liners he has in store. The Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast. Season 2, The Ring Arc. Episode 6, How You Say Too Easy. Okay, so we entered through uh, a shadow portal that Ash had made on the side of Gelda's, um, and he um, kind of like gestured for his grandpa to go in, and then also for Athena to go in, um, and then Grefton whispered to him just before entering, um, and then they all found themselves inside a small stone chamber. Um, on either side of that entryway, there's like a low bookshelf with a gargoyle sitting on top. And then after a couple of feet, there's a few stairs up to a landing platform where the stairwell splits to either side. Um, and the whole environment is made out of like a dark cobblestone. And you can see on that uh, landing platform um, there's a large mirror that extends up past the height of the ceiling, um, presumably above the stairwell where it splits to either side. Um, Grandpa Ashley had walked up to the uh, platform, kind of turned around and dramatically uh, said... So, let us discuss the future of the kingdom. First... I will introduce myself. I, as I mentioned, am Ashley Greystone, one of the founding members of Arana, and current patriarch. Ugh, Grandpa. Are we really oh. gonna do this in the entryway? Come on, let's go upstairs. Fine, fine, let's go. I will continue speaking while we walk. I'm the patriarch of the Greystone family. And once was leader of the mining guild, though I only offer advice at this point. You have a more comfortable space to continue our discussion. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ash will kind of take the lead from the group since Grandpa's clearly more interested in talking than uh, anything else at this point. Um, so, as the group makes their way up to that stairwell where it kind of splits to the sides, um, the uh, whole space opens up and you can see um, a gray rock wall extending about 25 feet to the ceiling. Above the mirror on the wall, it's filled with odd paintings, different field study drawings, and different mirrors with large ornate frames. But in the very center of the wall is a dark standard with an intricate G embroidered in silver upon it. Um, then making, up your way, making your way up the stairs, you find yourself in a medium-sized room. There's a large chandelier hanging from the ceiling um, with, instead of torches, there's these like uh, striated yellow pale rocks that are giving off light to kind of illuminate the area. Um, the cobblestone floor is covered with a rich maroon rug, which itself has a large lounge on one side with two matching high-backed chairs facing it as kind of a little sitting area with a low coffee table between them. And then the left and right walls, which as you go up the stairs, you kind of turn back over the entry where you came in, uh, are filled with um, large bookshelves with all manner of books and baubles and artifacts, um, as you would expect from an artifact collector. So it's kind of like a sitting room area. Um, and then midway down the wall on either side, there's like a spiral staircase on one side that's like kind of raw iron deal, not like a big ornate thing, but a functional thing that goes up to kind of scaffolding to get to these shelves that go all the way up to the ceiling. And then opposite the uh, silver standard that was above the mirror where you came in on the completely opposite side of the room, there's three large narrow stained glass windows uh, filled with abstract patterns in various jewel tones. 
that kind of illuminates the room um, and that's kind of the room that we're in. So Ash is gonna walk up and kind of uh, gesture for the others to find seats, you know, wherever they're interested in. Um, and then he's gonna kind of walk around the room and, you know, check on some various things that he has and notes or whatever while his grandpa's talking. Mm, done a lot to the place. Very good. Good collection. You've been very busy. Yeah, thank you, Grandpa. Been a while since I've been in here. Uh, actually, uh, Ash, if you would, um, I'd like us to first explain what we know. I know you've only just met me, but I ask that if you trust my grandson, you would trust me, and I will trust you as well, as my grandson seems to. Uh, so, Ash, if you would first explain what we know. Um, Ash kind of turns back from whatever he was working on, um, clearly not expecting this, uh, you know, dialogue from his grandpa to be so short. Um, <laughs> so he'll walk back over to the group um, and say, uh, well, we know that there is a ring of immense power that we're looking for. We've also heard rumors that, uh, you know, as usual, the factions are always out for more power, and perhaps some of them are not as happy with the current government. Um, we know that the ring has quite a bit of power coming in, and um, the rumor is that the Whoever wears the ring, when they touch someone, they can control their minds and the actions of the people around them. Um, but what we don't know is when the ring is coming in. And I think that's the basics of what we know. Athena, Grafton, anything else I left out? Okay. Um, looks at Grafton next, kind of expectantly. Uh, Mr. Grafton, correct? Uh, do you know anything else of our situation? Unfortunately, my trip out to the forest was not overly successful. Um, most of what I learned is there is there are at least two people involved who started meeting in the forest uh, about a week ago, and they were speaking of an artifact, but one of the two seemed unsure of their plan. Interesting, interesting. He then kind of looks at the and goes, uh, Ms. Dark, I don't want to presume too much, but is it fair to say you are of a long-standing lineage in Irlian. That would be fair to say. Your father is military commander, yes? Yes. Very good. I will have some questions for you, but first, what do you know? Well, Ash and I went down to the docks and learned that there are two men that likely are looking for this ring. Kind of nods along. He's kind of doing this for each of you, like, okay, that's matching, that's matching. When uh, Grandpa Greystone says, I'll have some questions for you, Ash looks at Grafton. <laughs> Probably kind of um, not even, like, super intentionally or aware of it, but just a little bit of a glance there based on how we left off last. Do I notice? <laughs> I guess we're a little awareness. awareness check. <laughs> I don't I don't really feel like it's like a stealthy thing more of just like he mentions it and he kind so of like turns and looks. She's happily oblivious. <laughs> a two and I have a negative two modifier. So Perfect. Easy <laughs> right. Um, at the docks. I don't know. I mean, Probably I'm really not. trying to like, communicate anything, so. No, I don't think Grefton, I think Grefton was paying more attention to Athena and like sure. trying to learn what you guys we, found out at the docks. 
So she continues, oh, we believe that Archon and Pelanisto are who are currently in possession of or looking for the ring. Um, the rumor is that they could be back soon, but we did not get a specific date. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Uh, the Merchant's Guild also is looking for the ring, although we don't have a ton of information about what that actually looks like. Um, we know that Mr. Harbin is searching for it, but whether that's for an order or for you know, some other gain for him or his superiors. Um, we also know Mr. Harbin's a dirty scoundrel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Um, yeah, we still were, haven't really pursued that particular line of investigation, I would say. Very interesting. The deals confirm many of the things I I have discovered myself. Um, so I suppose we shall begin there. Mr. Harlan, that was not a name I had come across myself, but it does make sense. Um, I believe it was the vice governor. Uh, Sable. Mr. Kramer Sable, yes who actually ordered the ring. My understanding is it is intending as a gift to the governor during his inauguration speech, the formal formal inauguration speech at the Maya festival here in well, about two weeks now. I do not know what Mr. Harvin's role is, but he is, he is a member of the Merchant's Guild. It is not un... It was not out of the bounds of possibility to believe that he was aware of the order or made the order himself. My concern comes in that they may not know what it is that they have ordered. If this is in fact the this ring of power. Uh, have any of you heard of the ring of Cromera? Kind of looks around. No. Well, uh, I think Ash does know about it. Yes. He's just gonna like meet his grandpa's eyes. Okay. Ring, ring of Chromera. Well, as you say, if this is in fact the ring that they are retrieving. Uh, it is said to have remarkable powers. Uh, and if, as you say, it is Archon and Pelanisto that are retrieving the ring, Ash, I do not need to tell you that it is in very safe hands. Uh, they are dependable, honest, and very, very good. So I would... And he looks at Grafton and Athena and say, if you have any intention of Removing it from their possession, I would strongly advise against it. Is it... Is there any chance... We know this ring has possible mind control powers. Is there any chance one of them may have fallen victim to it? Kind of furrows his brow and pauses a moment, considers the thought, and I do not believe the ring itself will control the user's mind. And, honest as they are, I do not believe they would try to wear a, a delivery yes, or use any delivery, uh, whether or not they know what is contained. Um, and if we are lucky, they do not. So, why are we here? What are I we, agree. What are we doing? I was under the impression that these men were hired by the Merchants Guild. So, how good is your information that they are actually getting it for people that we agree with? Well, I suppose that 
depends on who you agree with, Mason Dark. I do I believe with anyone controlling my mind. I do believe that they are working with the Merchants Guild, though again, I cannot say for what purpose this particular item has been ordered, or if they believe, or if, if we are to believe it is truly this artifact of power. My concern is I've heard rumors of an outside organization, and I believe they are aware of what this item may be, and kind of looks at Ash goes, do you trust them? Truly. Sounds shady. No offense. <laughs> Ash is thinking pretty hard about this. He kind of sees your hesitation and turns to a thing and goes, Ms. Dark, is it true there is some concern within the government in Erlian. About the turn of power here? Perhaps here, but I mean the government in Erlian. I have been away from home for many months, so I have not heard anything about the politics that my parents often deal with. I want you to do a charisma contest. Something we should all be rolling for? Okay. D20? Yep. 16. Roll 18. Gosh dang nice. it! Nice! Ms. Dark, I do not believe you have ill intention, but I do believe you are hiding something from us. I have not been to Erlin for well, nearly 40 years now, but I still have my contacts there. Information can bring us together, but it can also push us apart. So I would like to ask again before we have to ask you to leave this situation. Uh, there is unrest in Erlian, correct? That is correct. Very good. I do believe Erlian has Orana's best interest in heart, at, at heart, and I... I believe if this reign of power is truly what we think it is, that perhaps Orana is not the best place for it. But perhaps but we'll I come to that. No place is the best place for it. This is true. But what I am concerned with is this outside organization. We believe they are either here, well, I believe, that they are either here for the ring and to intend to take it at some point prior to its delivery to its rightful owner. Or, if perhaps it does get delivered, as intended, as a gift to the governor, that they may attempt to kill the governor and take it themselves. Miss Dark. What is your intentions here? My intention is to see a peaceful transfer of power. I want to roll a detect lies check. Okay. <laughs> Can Griffin get in on this? I think he's also suspicious a little bit. This is charisma. And she keeps saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ash's motivation for this check is... We keep hearing rumors of a third party, and nobody seems to expect Athena here. And so is Athena this third party that there's only, like, mysterious rumors about?
Mine was a 15. Okay. Cool. Also, very good poker face, Rachel. <laughs> I got a five month. Grafton is sitting there in the corner like, can I grow things here? I might be able to grow things here. Yeah, Grafton's trying to go through his catalog of plants for like what grows in low light conditions. <laughs> so. Ferns. Uh, Ash, she says, you know, she's here to ensure a smooth transition of power. And you kind of sit there and stay and you're like, you know, you've said this a number of times and he's not quite confident. And you're like, no, I think she's being honest. I think she truly is here for a smooth transition of power. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you feel comfortable with what she said you know, up to this point and at this point. So, and, uh, Grandpa Greystone kind of stares at her for a moment and then nods in kind of an unaffirmative manner. I ask that outside of this room, my name is not mentioned as any involvement. Of course, I am still known in this, in this area, in this city, but when I began hearing my son, actually his father, discussing things, I could not help but should involve myself. Should they be rolling, like, intelligence checks on the Greystone family at this point? If they want to, if they're, I mean... I don't, I mean... I'm assuming I, I, I don't, don't know, know them, because I mean, I'm not they, from here. I guess maybe there's a chance? I mean, I think it would really depend on how much you know about the affairs of Arana, like how much you were primed on that before coming to Arana. Um, oh, so if, if they feel like there's something they so, want to investigate further, sure. Yeah. But... I think uh, upon hearing, you know, please don't mention my name outside this room as having any involvement, I think you see Grefton kind of get this, like, wait a minute look on his face, and then he goes, Ashley. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> Does he say that out loud? No, I think he just like. Okay. Oh, I wanted him to. Looks, I think he just like, you know, narrows his eyes and like stretches his neck out a little bit and like looks at actually Greystone a little bit so more. So hard. <laughs> Literally in my notes, I'm like, the chipmunk is so confused. <laughs> Griffin thought he had it figured out, and now all of a sudden there's another A. <laughs> Uh, so, I, I do appreciate you all sharing what you know, that tied many of my loose ends together. Um, of course, I have many contacts in the city and can gather information, but again, I was trying to remain subtle, you know, inconspicuous, uh, if you will. Uh, I don't believe I should involve myself further, but once I, once I got a hold of the string, I could not stop pulling. Um, well, we were able to help you tie some of your loose ends together. Any chance you have anything that could help us tie our loose ends together? I suppose I can try. Like I say, a friend of Ash is a friend of mine. Wait. The big question is, when is this thing arriving? Mm. Well, given that it is Archon and Pelanisto, they're almost always early unless Archon takes a detour as he is somewhat prone to do. But uh, being this is an order, I believe, from the vice governor, I, I almost guarantee they will be on time. Probably... Well, when did you say? Next couple of days? I would imagine so. I would err on the side of caution and say today or tomorrow if they're meant to be in by the end of the week. I guess the other question I have is 
Do we know how it's arriving? My friends outside the city can only do so much. He kind of chuckles and says, When do we get Batman on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Griffin's voice is not doing well tonight, apparently. Uh, it's all good. Man, he kind of chuckles and looks at Ash with Arkon and Belenista. There's no telling where it will come from. Uh, they're known to be, oh, what would you say? Evasive. Evasive, yes, I perhaps, but sporadic, erratic. I don't know. They are uh, the unique characters. Uh, he kind of chuckles to himself, kind of reminiscing over something. Yes, but they'll be on time. You'll never know when to expect them, or more more importantly, how they will arrive. Well, there's this one. Well, no, that's not important. So, we keep hearing mention of Kramer Sable. Yes. Do you trust Kramer Sable? I would say that... Among anyone in this city, the vice governor is one of the people I would trust the most. Yes. Well, at least within the forum. I suppose I don't know him on a personal level outside, but in his political dealings, he has always been honest and fair. I'm just going to kind of like pat his like vest pockets for a second and pull out a letter. And read back through the letter and tuck it back away and say Rapa, do you think that what do you think is the best solution for this ring that is so powerful we've said or you've mentioned I think that Perhaps Orana is not the best place for it, but if Archon and Pelonista are bringing it in, we don't have too much of a chance of preventing that. So, where, what do we do with that information? Hey, friendos, welcome to DHHQ. It's me, Alex, your friendly neighborhood Ash player. This is the part of the show where I just take a nap. Did I already do that? I don't know. But I'm gonna. No, wait. This is the part of the show where I come on and tell you stuff. Stuff like, thank you so much for listening to our show and for sharing it with your friends. It's been so cool to see the way that this show continues to grow, and it's all thanks to you, our listeners. Every new listener really helps us out, and we wouldn't be getting new listeners without you, our current listeners. So we really appreciate you and all the ways that you support our show. If there's something you appreciate about us, shoot us an email at dubioushistories at gmail.com. But seriously, this is a great way to support us. Let us know who you always get excited about when they have a scene. Maybe that's a PC or an NPC. Or if there's someone from Season 1 that you hope makes a comeback, let us know that too. Send it right on over to that digital mailbox address dubioushistories at gmail.com. Or you can let us know on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all the good ones. Hey, if you haven't rated our show on your favorite platform, could you do that for us? Every rating helps us improve the show and get discovered. Seriously, it's a really big help. And don't feel obligated to give us five stars or whatever. We love honest feedback and criticism, so rate us like you think we are. It's a great way to support the show. Also speaking of supporting us, I'm asking for your money again. If you're a regular listener of Dubious Histories, you can help us cover the cost of producing the show by supporting us on Patreon at a tier that works for you. We have one, five, ten, and twenty-five dollar a month tiers. Our $5 a month tier is our Crush tier. If you don't know anything about Crush Panther, let me tell you, he is one wily pyrotechnic gnome. You can find out more about him on our free mini-art called Bogoshar's Blood Bowl on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash dubioushistories and then scrolling down until you get to the free mini-art. You can also listen to our exclusive extra mini-art, The Ruins of Toboth, if you're a supporter at the Crush tier. That's the $5 a month tier, or $2.50 an episode every month. We've got another exclusive mini-art coming down the pipes this year as well, so if you dig our show, you can get a little bit more of the good stuff by supporting us at the crush level on Patreon at patreon.com slash dubioushistories. Now, if that's not doable for you, we get it. Sometimes there are more important things for your money to go towards, and that's okay too. But also, we don't get paid if we don't ask, so here I am asking. 
And now it's time for Rules, Rules, Rules. Today on Rules, 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 we're topping off the stats on good old Snake Boy. Thanks again, Andrew, for the suggestion. As we jump back into building this character, a quick reminder about the concept. It's going to be a snake with no hands who really wants to use two-handed weapons. Oh, and I happen to know that our listener, Andrew, has a ball python named Bean, so I think we're going to go with that as the name for this character. As we're topping off those stats, I'm going to give you a quick reminder about last time. So last time we picked an archetype, the fighter, which defines some of the base strengths and weaknesses for this character in a general way, but now we're going to fill it out and make it unique to Bean in particular. Bean's stats currently sit at the following with the archetype. Strength, 8. Constitution, 7. Speed, 5. Acrobatics, 5. Dexterity, 3. Intelligence, 2. Awareness, 5. Reflexes, 5. Charisma, 5. And Arcane, 5. Typically, we have a GM add 5 stats next, and then the player adds 5 stats after that to finish off. For now, I'll put on my GM hat and add some stats based on the general description I've been given and things that I think will be important to this character. As GM, I generally try to make the character work well for the player to play them. So I'm going to start by putting 2 points into strength to max that out at 10. 10 is our cap for starting characters, but it can go higher after that. I'm also going to put 2 points into speed, which basically lets Bean move an extra 5 foot square each time he moves. That's important as a fighter running around in combat. Finally, I'm going to add 1 point to reflexes, which pushes that into the normal range at 6. This means Bean won't take a penalty when he rolls initiative and will be better at avoiding things like traps. So that's all 5 for my GM hat. Now I'm going to switch to my player hat and add 5 stats as a player. As a player, I typically try to think about what will give the most entertaining character for me to play, so what's going to be the most fun. I think I'm going to start with leaving this guy pretty dumb. I've got a fun way to explain that when we get to backstory. I also don't have to worry about strength because that's already maxed out, so that's good. I always think it's good to have some awareness, so I'll start by putting that uh, up to 6, just putting 1 in there in the normal range so I don't take a penalty. Um, and at this point, there's a bunch of different directions I could take Bean, but I've decided I'm really going to play up some character interactions here, so I'm going to put 4 points into Charisma. That swings Charisma from a 5 all the way to a 9, so I'll get a bonus 2 instead of a negative 2 on my Charisma rules. This leaves Bean with the following stats. Strength, 10. Constitution, 7. Speed, 7. Acrobatics, 5. Dexterity, 3. Intelligence, 2. Awareness, 6. Reflexes, 6. Charisma, 9. And Arcane, 5. And that's all I've got for Rules, Rules, Rules today. It's been fun. Eh? Anyways, back to the show. This is the truth of the matter, it's a... Request I do not make lightly. Um, but without knowing who else is involved, I don't believe we can bring this matter to the guards, as it may only alter plans. Uh, I I believe our only options says are. Ash. <laughs> I was going to say, does Ash actually say that? I believe at this point our only options are to either obtain the ring before it is presented to the governor and hopefully presenting any harm from coming to the governor or any other parties involved to ourselves and unfortunately when I say that I cannot include myself I am well I have some tricks up my sleeve I am not in my my prime as I once was that is true (laughs) but you have grown tremendously and not in like 80 years, Grandpa. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> this is hard enough. Let me do uh, If you, you all decide to let the governor obtain the ring, of course, you know, it puts him at risk, but if we can thwart or otherwise uncover the potential assassins prior to or at the festival, perhaps we could spare his life 
anyways. Um, though again, I don't know if, if this is truly an artifact of power. I don't know if Orana, as great as their guard may be, is quite safe enough to secure such an item. Is there any way to destroy it? He shakes his head, kind of raises his eyebrows, and that I do not know. The rumor is only with a basilisk fang. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't. I don't want to stick my hand in the basilisk's mouth to find out. <laughs> Just. So, so, Grandpa, you mentioned not letting the guard know. That cat may already be out of the bag. What happened? I mean, I don't know that anything really happened, but I wouldn't say nothing happened, but I wouldn't say something happened, but... We went down to investigate the dogs we were curious about the shipment, and I talked to Officer Surat and let him know that perhaps an artifact that's more powerful may be coming in and that he may want to have his eyes open for it. Kind of contemplates on that again for a moment. And was, I believe he can be trusted. Uh, what all does he know? I'll have to go back and listen to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I he I only just, knows that an artifact is coming, I not any specifics of that. the artifact. <laughs> I think I just told him that an artifact that was more powerful than what I had typically been looking for possibly maybe coming in to report. But if it really is coming in with Archon and Pilonisto, then that's not information that he would have, I don't think. And if it's coming in through the usual channels for the Merchant's Guild, I don't think that he would do anything to prevent that. Okay. So Ralph is not one that is loose-lipped. I believe he will keep it close to his chest. If you can get him to speak at all. <laughs> Indeed. I believe we are okay. I'll see what I can find if any rumors start spreading from any unusual channels. But I believe we can trust him. Can we include the Pachuki? Seems like no one understands them anyway. Would they understand us? I... My charisma. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe informing the Patuki would be wise, but I have not had much interaction with them myself. So I suppose I should not hold any grudges against them. Uh... But again, I will leave this in your hands. I hope that my information could be of some help. The decision will be yours from here. And again, Miss Dark, I don't want to place this burden on you, but... Well, perhaps we'll discuss this at a later time. She nods. If there is nothing else, Mr. Greystone, I believe Grafton's lead in the forest seems like a wise one to follow up on. I will leave it to you. Uh, In fact, I should probably get going myself. Grandpa, don't forget to take your glass back to Gelda's. She hates it when we steal those. (laughs) Oh, yes. Kind of realizing (laughs) it's still in his hand. Very good. Very smart boy. And, and also take this one back with you. <laughs> and then Ash walks Sometimes over. Sometimes smarter than others. And Ash walks over to a counter and picks up another glass and brings it back over. And also this one. No, why does she even let you come back to her establishment? Because I have people like you return the glasses. <laughs> kind of struggle. Yeah, that is true. All right. Well, I must go. Best of luck to all of you. And he turns and begins walking back down the stairs and where they came from. Can he? He's not going to be able to get out. <laughs> Ash is going to let him walk, walk down there just for a minute. Griffin will run over to the top of the staircase and watch. Cause he's, you know, like, 
curious. <laughs> so from the top of the staircase, you can't actually see the exit. Oh. Um, it's kind of like under the center of the room. So you're in kind of a small chamber. You walk, and then it goes up. So from the top of the staircase, you see it like basically go down in front of you, down up on the other side, and then there's a separate passageway that leads back underneath where the rest of the party is at. As he nears the door, realizing it's not opening, Ish, Ish, open the door for your grandfather. Oh, yes, of course, <laughs> I forgot. And the other two see him smiling at that. Uh, and he'll... That was a great face. I think he probably... I don't know that he could do it from where he's at. I don't know. He'll try to do it from where he's at. I don't really have a, any sort of a role for this. Arcade role, maybe? <laughs> I mean, it's just he can open the portal or close the portal as an action. Yeah, sure. Let's do arcane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, Twelve. Ooh. Well, there's no line of sight. Is that a skill? Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, okay. Is that a skill? No, it's an attribute. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so is it a d20 kind or a d12? Kind of. I'm curious. All right. Yeah, it's a 12 out of 20. The line of sight probably doesn't... Probably... Actually, That's right. I lied. There's the mirror there. So there actually is line of sight. Specifically why it's there. It actually is specifically why it's there. Yeah, all right. All right, sweet. <laughs> just gonna. Since nobody mentioned where they were laying or sitting. Laying. Yeah. I, okay, a I'm lounge. okay with them just laying. <laughs> I mean, I, there's I, a lounge and there's two chairs. So. I mean, I think Grufton has run to the top of the stairs. Yeah, he's not true. entirely sure he wants to go down yet, but he has run to the top of the stairs because he's curious. Okay, this seems like. <laughs> ah, he opens he, it or he does yeah, it? He opens it okay, and then uh, he goes, there you go. And walks through. <laughs> Uh, Ash is gonna do the thing with his hands and close it again. All right. Griffin make an awareness check while it's open to, or make an awareness check to see if he sees it open, or if any, like if he can see anything through it. Uh, you wouldn't be able to see through it anyway, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you could probably see whether, I mean, I would say I'm not GM, but I would say like you don't need to make an awareness check to be able to see, like, Grandpa couldn't go through and then did. So you might be able to see some swirly, smoky stuff as it opens and closes. Or Coming not. through from the other side, you know that it's not like an open window. I was it's more... like smoky... Okay. I was more curious if there was a way to see, that you then like, one-way mirror rescue, you know, if there was a way to see out. No, so I, my, I was thinking awareness check of, like, can I see through it going the other way? But it sounds like no, so... Well, I guess the question is, what next? So, Grifton does want to say now that uh, it's just the three of them back alone again. He's going to turn to Ashen as he's kind of looking around the room. So, this is your house then? Ash has been thinking. So it takes him a minute to respond. Thinking too hard. He's thinking too hard. Um, sorry, what's Grafton? I was just asking if this is your house, it, since it seems your grandfather doesn't have a... whatever it is to get him out of here. <laughs> seems like quite a heck of a trouble to go to, honestly. No, this is not my house, but it is... Where I spend lots of time, I suppose. I probably sleep here more than at my actual house, if I'm being honest. But I'm curious. Where is this ring coming from? It's something that's so powerful, as everybody says it is. It seems weird that he can just order it off the sea bay. <laughs> I agree. And I'm also curious why he doesn't know what it is he's ordered. Surely he paid a hefty price for it. Maybe it's a fake. That seems like that would be how they say. Too easy. 
If you had a ring that could control minds, it'd be real easy to tell people that can control minds. That's true. If the governor well, let's just count on it being a fake, then. If the vice governor doesn't understand what he's ordered, I guess, I, is the governor at risk because people will try to hurt him for it? I have also thought of that. Grandpa seems to trust the vice governor. Which makes me think I should also trust the vice governor. Which, I had my suspicions before talking to Grandpa about whether he was the one seeking to make a play for power or not, but I think I might try to set up a meeting with him. I was wondering how easy that would be. Do I know if I can just like talk to his secretary and be like, hi, yes, I'd like to set up a meeting with the vice governor. Um, I mean, you probably could. You also, um, it's like, you know that he generally works outside of like the actual, um, council times just from his residence because kind of at like the foot of the, um, governor's mansion. Right. Um, so he's frequently there just because he's not quite as active outside of the actual council times. He kind of acts more as an advisor to the governor at this point, kind of helping him get settled and adjusted. He's not necessarily directly involved in a lot of the um, day-to-day. So you think you could go up there, but it's kind of like a frequently out of office, if you will. Um, from the actual government buildings up on the... Sure, uh, but we have, like... So, yeah, you can. We you have, can like, definitely... two weeks until, yeah. like, this whole exchange thing is yeah. supposed to go down. We don't really know when the ring's going to come into play. So, might as well huh? try to set up a meeting. Huh? All right, yeah, you can either go there, like, you go... Essentially, the two places you know he is, you can either get a hold of someone that works for him up on the uh, Acropolis... Or not the Acropolis, the... Um, what have we been calling it? Plateau? The, the lower... The Acropolis. The lower Acropolis. Um, know you can get a hold of someone up there that'll know where he'll, you know, be at certain times. If you need, like, an in-passing meeting or an actual sit-down meeting. Um, or, like I said, you know, he's pretty regularly at his house. But, again, that's kind of like, do you want it to be a formal meeting or, like, a, hey, can we chat real quick kind of thing. So, oh. Feel like Ash is on any sort of terms with the vice governor to just be able to be like, hey, house call, how you doing? What's going on? Um, so, but maybe, do I need to roll my well-connected skill? (laughs) Do I know a guy? I think we already set up that I don't know him, so. Not personally, no. Yeah. Again, too easy. Um, yeah, I think I would just want to set up a meeting and try to, I don't know, ask him some questions and see if he actually ordered a ring or if not, like, what's the situation? And mm-hmm. I think try to play it from the side of, like, this room is going to have a pretty powerful artifact. Like, we're worried it's going to be brought in by mistake. you were somewhat worried that, like, It'll put an either one on the government. Yeah, back. either one. You maybe didn't have all the information about this thing, and I want to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. Or two, somebody's using your name to move something powerful, and you might not want that to be in place. Also. Um, yeah. So. Also, sounds like that dirty old man may have just been doing his job in all this. Yeah, I'm still curious about that. Something tells me, based on the way that Scarlet was talking, I think maybe there's more to it than that. But perhaps he's one of the two who have been meeting in the forest. Hmm. He does seem squirrely. Ash gives him a look at that, like, so bad. Just, cu- just curious about the difference between what being squirrely and being chipmunky is to Grafton <laughs> as a chipmunk. 
Griffin is just like sitting there thinking and does not see that does not Ash looked at him. <laughs> so it sounds like we have the docks and the west of the city kind of covered for this artifact coming in. Maybe we should also try to find a way to detect the other sides of the city or underground. These transporters seem unusual and creative. Do I know anything about, like, if they're, like, mages or whatever? Because that might give an indication on, you know, like, if the rock mages, they might be more inclined to come through the mountains than the ocean. Sure. Um, so is that just, like, intelligence check? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think that probably makes more sense than charisma, since I'm not actually like trying to yeah. talk to people. Although that could also be an option down the line. I got a seven. Probably, well, could be DC five. Ah, um, you said I've worked with them. They've stolen things. Right. So I you are aware to. that the two are uh, Archon the Wall Sitter. He is a monkey man. Um, don't know if he has any kind of magic and if he does what he is. You know that Pelanisto is a uh, fairy folk. And pretty confident they've got wind and light magic. But again, no specific uh, information on like what they really do. What's our next immediate course of action? Grafton, were you going to try to survey the forest also, or are you waiting from, for word from your compatriots out there? I was just kind of waiting for a signal that they had detected an artifact of extreme power. Mm. Known as the Ring of Chromera coming from... Oh, no. <laughs> No, not a ring. Specifically not knowing it was a ring. Forget. I could take another trip back out there and maybe share some more details that we know now. How much do you trust your friends in the forest? That's a good question. <laughs> About as much as I trust the elders of my forest. Which is kind of a lot. Okay. They're important people. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Think of it so, like the government of Arana. Just... Yeah, oh, so you don't trust them at all? <laughs> no. No, the, the elders of the forest are a trustworthy government of Arana. Oh, okay. Or government of the forest, as it may be. This has gotten very confusing. Let's move on. <laughs> Perhaps. no, no, no. Perhaps it would be better to have someone, yeah, I don't know, like, I just don't like so much hearsay that we've been getting, rumors of this, rumors of that, no hard evidence for ourselves, and if we're waiting for a signal that someone is in the forest with the artifact, or waiting for more information from your friends, from the elders who heard the people talking, that's even more hearsay versus hearing what they're saying straight from the lips of the people themselves. So I think a lot of what we're working on is just a waiting game, except that piece, which is also a waiting game, because we don't know when they're going to show back up in the forest. But unless, were they, is that like a nightly thing or just it happened once? Or do you know what the situation was like? The night guardian is the one I spoke to. He hadn't taken particular notice of them until I asked, but he did mention when I asked that their conversation was unusual. He 
said that they started meeting a week ago, but he didn't actually mention how frequently they met. Well, at least that makes it sound like there's been multiple mm-hmm. meetings over the course of a week, which is... What if we went to stake out the forest? Or at least one or two of us. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Because they said that they're coming in the evenings? We can sleep out there and be in here during the day. I believe they're out there at night. I don't know how the night guardian would know otherwise. Who's the night guardian? What does he look like? Uh, he's pretty big. He Relative? Flies. And kind of medium brown with black and white speckles. Yeah, but he'd be, um, similar. To, he'd be pretty big to Grafton. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he's like three for owls. Natural too. predator to yeah. some yeah. degree. To a big degree. <laughs> I like I like where this is big. going. Uh, owls eat chipmunks. Seemed friendly enough and was willing to listen, so. Well, that's good. That's a big plus in my book. Do you. Would it be wise for all of us to be out there? Or should only one or two of us go? We may get lucky and they happen to have a conversation tonight. My thought is, if someone's out there and there is a conversation, then at least we hear it. Mm-hmm. Versus if we're here, we know we're not going to hear it. We I can blend in a lot better than you two. I can blend in pretty well. Probably. That hasn't been tested yet. <laughs> in theory. I'm built to be able to blend in well, but we'll see. I'm a pretty sneaky guy. Pretty sneaky. Um, I can walk silently at will. Um, I don't know what else we would be doing. I know. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of lost. My brain is so fried at the moment. Why don't we all go out to the forest and go camping? And then we can go from there. Do we have... It's like almost evening, isn't it? Yeah, it's evening. Well, it's, I was going to say, it's like... Well, it was... <clears throat> we were meeting for dinner, more yeah. or less. So it's probably night at this point. Well, but you said, like... So you it was were... an hour to get out to the forest, have the conversation, get back, so... Yeah, it's like a 10-15 minute walk through like the forest, and it was far. like, yeah, 20 minutes, something. We're out there, and then 10-20, whatever, come back, or 10-15, come back, so... Somewhere around an hour total after everything happened. Um, yeah, at this point... You know, early, I'd say dinner was kind of an early evening, you know, five o'clock-ish. And then at this point, you know, probably pushing six, six thirty, you know, starting to get to the, the true evening hours. Still seems like there'd be enough light at yeah. that time to make it out to the forest, though. Yeah. Well, if we're going to the forest and we go quick, maybe we can run into the day guardian. Oh, yeah, what does he look like? Who's that? Don't know. Just told to look for sorrow. Seems pretty easy to find sometimes. Oh, are you okay? Well, that was <laughs> really, really depressing. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. So, let's go. Cut scene to the forest. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the forest. Cut scene to the outside of the shadow hole. Ooh. Don't call it a shadow hole. That's a bad name for it. It's like so shadow citrus. Shadow Swamp citrus. citrus but shadow right. citrus, citrus is better than swamp citrus. What would you call it? It's the adumbrate I did him. Uh-huh. The dum dum. Okay. <laughs> the secret layer. Secret layer. Anyways, edge wall exit back into the streets. Uh, coming out from that kind of alleyway behind Gelda's. I closed the portal. Ash closes the portal. Uh, and then you see, coming from where the entrance of Gelda's is, a Patuki guard. Wow. Kind of hurriedly coming out around the corner, kind of looking both ways, seeing the three of you, like waving his arms, running towards you.
This has been Season 2 of Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast.